0: Welcome back to the Starseed Podcast. It's your girl, Brie, and we're back with episode two of the Sex and Shame series. This time, we're talking to my best bestie, Whitney, a mompreneur and dancer. This week, Whitney enlightens us on the importance of self-protection and vigilance. This conversation was super important because unfortunately there's wolves in sheep clothing who prey on vulnerable people and relying on others for protection isn't always an option. So Whitney and I share strategies for self-protection. So if no one shows up to defend you. You can defend yourself. This could be you or the vulnerable people around you. The goal is to prevent sexual violence through education and empowerment. This is not just men. It's also the women helping the men, the Ronnies of the world, Ronnies from players clubs of the world. And we just cannot afford the silence anymore. Silence is not an option anymore. So here we go. So we have my bestie here. She's a mompreneur and a dancer extraordinaire. Whitney Taylor is here. And I'm so happy that you are taking the time to be with me. I know that Nugget wants all of your attention all the time and your customers want all your attention all the time and you're busy making sweets all the time but i'm very very grateful for you and i'm really happy that you decided to do this with me so i just want to take a moment to say thank you and i love you i love you
1: too i'm so proud
0: of you i'm I'm happy to be here well i'm happy that you're happy to be here we are talking about preventing sexual violence. And we're talking about stopping the victim blaming. We're addressing that. We're addressing the black community in that regard. I'm sure other communities definitely do it, but I'm I'm specifically talking to black people today. So um, today and every day, mostly when I'm doing these podcasts. So um, we were just talking about, well, I just, I was telling them in the last podcast, I was telling them that the reason why I wanted to do this is because I was triggered by T.I. and Tiny because we grew up with them. Like, you know, we grew up listening to T.I. and Tiny and Escape. And, you know, it's really disheartening and triggering just like all the other stories with Russell Simmons, Bill Cosby, especially R. Kelly. He's like number one on the list. So um, just... Every time I I go through that process of being like triggered by them being sexual deviants and preying on young Black women, I'm like, dang, so not only do we have white supremacy after our wombs and after our Black men, but we also have it happening within our community where they're using their power and influence to coerce women into sex that turns into rape and being drugged. And then they don't know, like they wake up and don't know what happened. So I just wanna know what are your thoughts on, or what what how can you enlighten us about ways that we can um, prevent black women, black children from one, from running into a R. Kelly or running into like, and and this is when they're like out or you know just trying to have a good time, but then they end up running into a R. Kelly or a Ti or a Tiny. So that's what we talk about today. <laughs> okay, I'm here. That's what we talked about today.
1: Okay, Bree. I just. I think it's crazy. When I read those stories you know, on Instagram, I, I was shocked. I was like, what? Not, 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 not ATL. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I just, you you don't really know. I think these kind of people are really calculated and you don't necessarily know who's who, when's what, you know, or what's what. But I think there are some things that you can do to keep yourself safe. Um, I'm going to say number one, get a gun. <laughs> number yes, one. You know number one um, Or a knife character. or something there, he, he, everywhere. everywhere all the time um, Definitely Like, like you said I dance I've been dancing you know, in the city yeah. I've always had several different ways to get home And um, I switched them up all the time I remember being followed a couple times Or feeling like at least I was followed a couple times And it took me an hour to take a 20 minute drive home Just because I'm not playing with my safety you know, I got a son to get to, just like you said, I'm a mom. I'm surprised he ain't ran out here yet. Mm-hmm. Um I I've never I don't accept open drinks. So, you know, like a soda or a Red Bull or something that's already been cracked open and mm-hmm. handed to you while you're out, at the lounge club or what have you. I don't ever do that. You don't know what happened to it. Um Watch your drink. Leave it with your friend. If you can't leave it with you, you don't want to take it in the bathroom. Go so anyway. He'll buy you another one. Somebody will buy you another one. You can buy you another one. It's
0: Okay. Right. Um, like I have I this def- rule about drinks. Like if you didn't see it poured, or you didn't pour it, or you're not leaving it with somebody that you absolutely trust with your life, then don't drink it. Don't even mm-hmm. like it's not even worth it because you don't know what somebody put in that. So no.
1: Exactly. Um. Also, like, you know, I, I know you say like a lot of people, like I share my location with you, Brie. I share my location with a few other people too. Um, but outside of that, you know, you're just meeting somebody and you, you going on, on a first little date with them, send a, send a picture to your friends, like, you know, I'm going out with this, or your sister or whoever, send a picture out to somebody, I'm going out with this guy tonight, I'm going to be here at this location, this time we going, give somebody a trail to you. So in the you know, event that, you know, I hope pray to God Nothing happens to anybody, but if it does You know At least try to help those, your loved ones And, you know, whoever else try to find you Or help you or get you, get you back to safety Um
0: Yeah, and I, I want to like Hold it there for a second because Brittany was just saying how she Was sharing her location and that Ended up saving her because they were able to Find her, but she even was sharing her Location, telling her friends about this guy She still ended up being raped by him. So I feel like it's really sad that you have to go through all of this, but I think it's important for young, vulnerable children, teens, Black women, and everybody else who is vulnerable to know that these predators are coming in with like a strategy. Like I was in the streets of DC for about three years and it just, I seen a lot. And I just noticed how the men would come to the bar and be like, just telling me their whole life story and telling me about all these great things that they've done and their jobs and where they've traveled and what kind of house, what kind of money they have. And this is all to get me riled up. And while they're just trying to buy me drinks or buy me all kinds of stuff, just to get me drunk and take me home and take advantage of me. So I think it's important for women and whoever else to know that when somebody has money, when they have a lot of status, when they have a lot of influence, you can kind of tell that they're going to be, um, Predatory, like, because they're like giving you this story. They're giving you this this pitch. That's that's what it is. That's the word that I'm looking for. They're giving you a pitch to being raped, pretty much, being taken advantage of, or they're straight up tell. I've had men straight up tell me, like, yeah, that's what I want. I'll be like, okay, and then just kept it moving. Like, thank you for the drink, but no, thank you. Like, no. So I think it's important to not only protect yourself, but to also know the signs of a person. Who is trying to to take advantage of you?
1: Yeah, and even in situations like that, men are very jealous, or men don't like rejection. You'd be surprised. Right. Like I've lost jobs because men don't like rejection. Oh them. yeah. Like, so you know, um, even in situations like that, when you when you try to keep it moving, keep watching your surroundings and make sure he's trying to keep it moving too. Like you don't want nobody eyeballing you around the bar or the club or what have you, and stuff like that. But yeah. It's like you said, they, they they pitch it at you with drinks and hookah, whatever have you, and they think you'll fall for that. And my whole thing with that is sis, just like how he pulled up on you, somebody else's little sad is gonna pull up on you too. And he's, right. he's probably gonna be a deep more of a decent human. I'm him. really <laughs> into like um like Roman history and Greek mythology and, you know, movies surrounded that. And I've watched documentaries and stuff and they always say that they you know, had these slaves and these brothels and, you know, prostituting and stuff like that is not legal. That was like really normal back in the day, like back in the day, day. And I just think it's that type of mentality is just in some of these people out here and it's just sick. It's, it's wow, It's wild. Yeah. It
0: comes from white people. It comes from white people. Yeah. Like yeah. you can just say it. Like it's okay. Like I've realized that I've gone down. I'm like, why did why do black people think this is okay? This is not. This is not our. You know, this is not of us. We are a people of love. We have a soul. Like what is going on? And then I looked and I'm like, damn. On Game of Thrones, it's like a rape every other episode or like in any of these medieval, you know, back in Rome, Italy, wherever, there's a lot of rape, there's a lot of like sodomizing and things like that. So this is where this stuff is coming from. Like some kind of Caucasian infiltration that is disgusting and that we need to stop normalizing. We need to stop silencing. I mean, at least, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm not wishing jail on nobody, but I am saying that sometimes you gotta sit Sometimes you need to sit somewhere and think about the things that you've done, like Bill Cosby, R. Kelly.
1: I am. I'm wishing jail on them. all need to know, like, to invade someone's space like that against their will, it's just, it's dehumanizing.
0: It is dehumanizing. It is, it's it's even more dehumanizing when they take this, this moment, this thing that has happened to this person, and then they blame them for it. You're the reason because you were drunk, or you accepted the money, or you you were wearing something like that. All of that warrants rape of somebody's soul.
1: Or how you were dancing, like the ridiculous, or because you're a stripper. (laughs) Yeah. The strippers definitely do get preyed on a lot. I've 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 been I I won't say I've been directly in any situations. I've always been smart than that. (laughs) You know I've always been. Yeah. No, I'm not doing this. I'm not going for that. I've I've always done my own thing, and I I, like you could never pressure me into anything I don't want to do. Like and you don't even do. I don't think
0: I ever knew you did a party or anything like that. Like you're real like no. Like I'm not doing nothing I don't want to do. Sorry, not sorry.
1: (laughs) I'm good. It's okay. I, I don't. It's just, I don't know if, I, I really think a lot of times women or girls, dancers, just they, they think all they're thinking about is the money and they forget about themselves. They forget about what they mean to themselves. They forget, like not even just like, you know, loss of self-worth, self-worth. They just forget, like.
0: they just you know in survival forget? mode. They like, yeah, they I need have, that money.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, you know
0: but it's your you're soul still
1: surviving, but you're still killing yourself right you're still killing yourself by subjecting yourself to certain things and i i've never i've never been one to want to do that i ain't want to do that i think i watched players club like one <laughs> too many times growing up or something but i always was just like yeah I'm
0: yeah that movie will office. scar you for life where just i don't know just being around too many too many drunk Men, or it, I don't know. I, that movie scarred me when, um, was it Ebony? Well, which yeah, one? Oh, and yeah, that, got raped and beaten. Uh, did he even rape her, or did he just beat yeah. her?
1: No, he raped her. The reality of it is, everything in that movie is the truth. Everything mm. in that movie is really how it really is.
0: But like, it was like sad that it's hit a hit. lot of Ronnie's out here. It's a lot yeah. of Ronnie's it's out here. Ronnies.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Ronnie's out here that don't care about you or themselves, all they care about is the money. And will do anything for the money. And I like, you know, money is the root of all evil, but I think a woman, a woman specifically willing to do anything for some money is really, really dangerous to herself, to other women.
0: Exactly. And it's just it's just weird that we would have to do that. But I, at this point, I'm like, you know, <laughs> that's what you got. to You got to watch out for the women that's trying to bring you in and hypnotize you. Oh, yeah, girl, we're gonna have some fun. Oh, yeah, girl, here goes some money. Like, okay. I'm just so disgusted by that. Like how you just throw another woman to the wolves. And it just boils down to me to insecurity. Like it could be out of money. It could be out of love. You just trying to prove yourself to this man or you trying to just get over. And it's really sad. And it's like, even if you don't like this certain woman, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to throw her to the wolves. And I think for me, that's that's like the number one way, the first the first sign that somebody is not loyal is if you're willing to throw me to the wolves, especially if it's to a man that, you know, has no intentions, no good intentions for me, but you oh, just you think, think
1: you don't know his intentions. even if you don't know, I'd rather be safe than sorry.
0: Right. So I just think that, um, you know, that's that's something else that we need to address, but we'll address that later as to why women don't come together. But honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like it's a competition thing. And I think healthy competition is good, but when it comes down to this type of thing, it should be a no tolerance rule. Like I know you were just telling me about something that happened um, in the club with a girl that was found in her car and then how the, the girl coerced her into this man's hands. And then, allegedly, we don't know yet. But allegedly, he's the reason why she turned up missing.
1: Well, those are two different scenarios, kind of matched into one. Oh, happened, my bad. But
0: you got what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it was the girl. She was a little. She was over. She was over her limit. Well, over her limit. And she was um, supposed to go to her friend's house that night, and she didn't make it there to like the wee hours of the morning because. This guy, who one of the girls had seen her with, um, said, "Oh, you know, that's my girlfriend. I'll just take her home." And she had only known him for a week, and so be um, right there in his car.
0: And then, and where then, is the like, consequence?
1: Yeah, you know it's exactly. And it's it's just like I said. You know, I don't care. If it is your good boyfriend, if it's your husband, your brother, I don't care. If I know we had set plans or I know you had somewhere that I'm supposed to take you, you're my responsibility, then, you know, like, that, that, then, you know, that that's just what it is. You're coming with me. I, I just think if I go out with somebody, they're my responsibility as I am theirs. You know, we're responsible for each other. We're responsible to make sure we each get back to where we came from, like we each get back home. And I think... Women don't take that seriously, but it's instantaneous. Like, if I was to see something like that going down, I, was I would feel responsible for her. As you know, as another woman, as a mom, as somebody's sister, as somebody's best friend, somebody's niece, nephew, auntie, all that, I would feel compelled to at least check out the situation, see what's going on. I think a lot of times, you know, you may see something that don't look right, but it'd be a effect. Just, just.
0: But that bystander effect is what's killing our, it's it's one of the things that is killing us. It's like sitting back, not saying nothing, telling the person not to say nothing, silencing the person, isolating the person. That is not helping at all because you're enabling the predators to continue to do this to other women. Or other, you know, vulnerable people, because it's not just women. It's women. It's men. It's that whole LGBTQ community. They also deal with rape, molestation, sexual assault, and which also goes under the rug. So I think we really need to start having these conversations about how we get in these. How how do you well, like how do you even deal with um, a person who is being predatory, and then how? Can we support each other and have some sort of togetherness? Like, even if you don't like the girl, even if you're not, you know, fond of her, you can at least, like, if you see something, then say something. If you can step in, then step yeah. in. Like, and I know this is, like, a psychological thing. I'm not trying to make it seem like having insecurities is, like, some kind of easy thing. But you are you are participating in ruining somebody's like, life. I, just, I don't know. T.I. and Tiny really got, that whole story really got me fired up. So,
1: yeah. And like, you know, focusing more on Tiny because she's the woman in the situation. I I look at her like she almost has like borderline stock. What's it called? Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. When when you love your captor or whatever it's called. Like, because how?
0: Yeah, and he said some some disturbing things before, like the whole Hyman situation with his daughter. Saying, "Oh, I go to the doctor to keep her hymen in check." That was a major flag. But before that,
1: yeah, for, me. for me, definitely. I'm yeah. Like
0: that. And then she looked at him. She, she. They, he has a podcast, and on one of them, when this was when I was watching, he was like, "Half of your vagina belongs to me." Like half, he said it like this: "Half of that belongs to me." And then the whole daughter thing came out. I'm like, oh, this man really think he owns women. He thinks because he has money and power that he yeah. owns women. And that is that that was just giving predator to me. Like, this man is awful. But all of this is alleged, but I'm just saying, it I, 30 plus people are not lying about this man.
1: You know, like I said, I always say, you know, to each his own. You know, you do what you do. If you're into that kind of thing, we into that kind of thing. Whatever, but when it gets... When it gets, I guess, to the point where it, like you're really hurting people, like you're, you know, you're right. you're going against their will, like you're drugging them, that's when it would, that's where, I guess, the line, that's where it draws the line for me. Like, I think, I think it's a mental health thing. I think it's like, I think it's like a, Like I told you, that stuff from like back in the day when they would go to these brothels and do whatever they want these women and these slaves and they thought of them as property and stuff, like people that can be bought. And you know- That's a a whole word. Yeah, people that can be bought. And it just, being a dancer, people think because you're willing to dance to take your clothes off for money, that you're willing to do other things for money. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times, most girls are. You know, a lot of times, they don't have there's nothing else that they can do out here like they kind of you know have put themselves in bad situations that um kind of have limited the way the quality of their I, I'm not gonna say the quality of their life is you know I, I dance clearly so you know whatever <laughs> but you know um like they can't go ahead and do anything else
0: Yeah. And I think that that's another thing that needs to be addressed too. Like you, you are able to consciously say not, maybe I'm not saying that you're perfect or anything, but like you're able to rationalize and be like, you know, this is not, I'm not going to just stop at this one thing. But it's a. It, to me, it's a mindset thing. And if I don't really, like, whether it's OnlyFans, a strip club, it don't matter. It's more so about about what your plan is. And I feel like if people have something to say about, like, oh, strippers or OnlyFans, people, oh, just because they're selling sex or selling the, the image of sex, that that welcomes rape, like, no, that is enabling the predator. That is enabling rape. I don't really get that whole, like oh because you sell sex then you deserve to be like no absolutely not i know i got a little turned up but
1: (laughs) i love it because that's that's just the way that i my sentiments exactly i feel the same way like are you crazy no it is honestly fun for me and dancing is actually a form of art and it is it
0: is art it is art
1: yeah and it's just hard
0: yeah like the fuck like I attempted to do it and I was like oh no like I do not have the strength for this I do not have the willpower but kudos to you and whoever else is strong enough to do pull all that pull work because girl it's fun to do I don't know if I could do it on a regular basis so Yeah, but I just really the victim blaming in in it all really gets my like that really feels like the fire in my bones. Because not only have I had my own situation where I was I was blamed for what happened to me. But like to see this cycle continue and knowing where it came from, I'm like, we really got to get this sickness, this this plague of generational trauma caused by slavery. We really need to get that out of our out of our community, at least one person at a time. I know we can't save the world, but I just feel like these conversations, these these uh, addressing these problems will at least help people, put the seed in people's minds so that they can talk about it with their kids and their daughters and their sisters and, who, and their friends and whoever else. And they'll know how to like recognize like, okay, that guy's been buying, you know, a little bit, one too many drinks or, you know, I see this person, you know, hovering over her. Let me go over there and make sure she's okay, even if you don't know her. Like, it's a, like a tribal thing. Yeah.
1: That's kind of how I am. I'm quick to go just say You okay? If I see somebody sitting by themselves, they don't look too good, especially a female. I'm like, what?
0: Who you here with? Where? I really would like for people to stop turning the pointing the finger at victims. I'm really tired of that. I'm really tired of people acting like sex is some kind of like super taboo conversation, which yeah, it's a private thing, but it shouldn't be so private to where your child does not know anything about sex. so you leaving them to the world to teach them and then now there's so much there's so there's it's easy access to information now so now the internet is teaching your child about the things that you feel like are you know uncomfortable or whatever but no they need to know what areas or what or what or they need to know this is not a pp hoo-ha none of those words like you needed to make it like a healthy conversation, a comfortable conversation, so this person won't, or this child or this teenager won't go out in the world and figuring it out on their own. So, have you, have you, like, when do you plan on talking to Nug about it?
1: When I started finding
0: stiff socks on his bed. Not stiff socks. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Socks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you know, start seeing it in the shower. <laughs>
1: Like no. His so yeah, his dad has told me about things that he got caught up with growing up. Because I've asked him like, you know, how what am I supposed to do when he gets to a point where? But probably before then, he's seven now, going on eight. I don't know. He he's recently asked me where these babies come from, and I mean, I froze up like a deer. I was like.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I feel like a lot of parents would freeze up when things are happening. But if you're freezing up to the point where you never sit the child down and never have a conversation, especially girls, like I feel like I did not get that deep, in-depth conversation about sex. So I had to learn about it from my peers, which was a horrible disaster. You said what? sex You
1: learn about it in school.
0: Yeah, from our peers, not from sex education. All sex education in in school, that was about, like, having a baby and having a period. That's as much as, yeah, like.
1: I don't even remember that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was maybe like one day of it. It wasn't even they really leave it up to the parent. But then if the parent is being not to judge anybody's parenting or judge anybody the way that they do things with their kids. But I'm just saying when it comes to this conversation, like you should not be weird about it. Because sex is very normal It's very, very. Um, it's It's a normal thing that comes with the human experience. So like I just think that it's important to at least teach them about boundaries and teach them, teach them about areas of the body. Don't touch another person here, don't let nobody touch you here and if some if somebody does, then you need to come and talk to me, yeah,
1: and don't be afraid to come and talk to me and don't be afraid to tell people to keep their hands off you, right it's okay to
0: say no yeah it's okay it you you gotta say no like scream say no run away you know make yourself heard in in the exchange like even if you feel like they're gonna do something but at least you at least you stood up for yourself because you don't want to live with the with the guilt that you didn't like not not saying that like if you don't stand up for yourself then that means something because we all know that when you're getting raped or when something happens to you, you can completely shut down. Like your whole like mind can just black out. So um but definitely advocate and fight for yourself. So I, I just really want people to to feel that way. Like I really want people to feel good about telling, you know, their their kids, their teens and whoever else whether they're straight, bi, gay, or whatever they are, like tell them to have agency over their body. Tell them that it's not okay for them to be, you know, touching people in areas or harassing people or anything like that. And then educate them about what's going to, what happens in these clubs or what happens in these spaces where people of power or people who feel like, oh, this is where I pick up girls. This is where I pick up. You know, because there's people that literally go to these places and try to to get people to go back home with them, i.e., you know, T.I. Tiny, R. Kelly. (laughs) Like, they'll lure you in just to violate you. Get a gun.
1: Get a gun.
0: Get a gun. Like,
1: that's probably the... I'm sorry, Bree. I just, you know, I don't promote gun violence, I don't promote violence. And
0: yeah, no, I, I know violence. you don't promote don't gun violence, people. but you just straight up, like, just get a gun. <laughs> yeah,
1: learn how to use it, go to a gun range, shoot one a couple times before you get one, you know, learn how to use it, get comfortable with one, and, you know, protect yourself. Stay mindful, stay open-eyed, stay observant, and don't expect nothing from none of these men out here, because they've been good enough for you. <laughs>
0: Period. Yeah, Period. and know know the ones that are trying to like drag, like just yeah. you know, if he on campaign. Like he talking about his campaign a little bit too early. the The story sound a little bit too calculated. Like they didn't said this a little bit too many times. Then he probably is gonna want to take advantage of you And about okay. victim blaming, what do you what do you want to leave them with the people to the people that? Think victim blaming is okay. (laughs) That's how I feel though. Like for real, every time, even when it happened to me, I was like, damn. Are you recording video? Like are
1: they going to be able to see me? Because that's what I really want to leave you with. I just, I think you... Vic, I think people who think victim blaming is okay, or people who do victim blame, women and men are like, all of you are just some mindless, like, just moralist, I just, individual, like, y'all are so, like, y'all are crazy. Like, y'all are crazy. It's nothing that, it, it. no matter what you wear, what your profession is, what you do for a living, what you like, how free, you, how, you know, promiscuous or freely you are, if you say no, and you don't want to do it, and they make you do it any fucking way, or well, they... They put you in. They put you in a position to make you do it. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. There is no. Big, I didn't. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. You did it. And right. You're getting,
0: you're right.
1: Your foul.
0: Right.
1: That's only
0: what, only way I think I'm and I. I. I've said this already, but I really do believe in my soul that the only reason why people victim blame or like have this like internalized misogyny is one because of fear because of slavery and all the all the survival tactics that we've had to adopt because of slavery and then on top of that if you've been through your own situation if you had your own like rape story and nobody you felt that nobody was there for you and so you're holding this bitterness and resentment towards the person or the people who didn't have your back so now you can't have anybody's back so it's just it's just an all-around work that we need to do but mainly you know watch out for these predators and if somebody does end up in a situation and that's what really made me upset is to see so many people saying oh these girls like with ti and tiny like oh these girls knew what they were doing. They knew what they were getting into. I was like, okay, so people knew that they were going to get raped and drugged and wake up and and be bleeding and don't know what happened to them. Like that's just, and then 30 plus people are saying this, but they deserved it. Like, wow. Okay. So I think we have a lot, to, a lot of work to do, but either way, I am so happy that you joined me today. I'm really happy that you were able to talk to us about preventing sexual violence. And I just adore you. And I'm I'm always in awe of how strong you are. So thank you again for joining me. Absolutely. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I love you, too. And go ahead and tell them what you, you know, go ahead and promote yourself and, you know, tell them what, what you got coming up, where they can find you.
1: Oh, see, I'm sober. Um Follow me at Simple Sweet Simple underscore sweet ninety one on Instagram and Facebook. Um I make treats. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Um, Tell them I'm about your
1: pizza. treats. Um, you know, I do anything from custom party favorites. <laughs> anything from custom party favorites to candy apples, um, you know, candy grapes. I'm really getting into cakes now. Like I went through a cheesecake phase and I think I've I've that. My thing is with my business, it's so weird because I go through phases of different treats that I like. To make. Like, I was on cookies for a while, I did the candy fruit for a while, the cheesecakes for a while. I don't know what I'm about to do next.
0: You're just an endless creator.
1: Yeah, I just, yeah, it's like, okay, I did that. What's next? Um, I just made some candy popcorn. It was really good. I'm going to try some kettle corn and some caramel. Oh, no, the caramel corn, like the crunchy munch stuff. Okay. I don't know.
0: Well, if you are in Richmond and you want some sweets, definitely hit Whitney up. She will get you right. But that's all, folks. We'll be back with part three. Later. See y'all.